0: Everybody. Welcome back to Arcade Cozy. Cozy's Game Room on the internet. My name is Chris. My name is Corey. And we're coming back at you again. Um okay. it's what? The middle of December? What's middle, where where, yeah. where are we now?
1: <laughs> I mean, 10 days out from Christmas, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we're um we're right there, which is always a weird thing. Like it's um always just I remember watching like um, I think the thing that always pops into my head is did you ever watch community?
1: Uh, some and of it, are, not all of it. But yeah, the
0: um the first season has a Christmas episode where they're like celebrating they're celebrating like Christmas on December 10th. And yep. it's this big like running joke, and it's like you're gonna ruin the biggest day, the like the most the specialist day of the year. And it's like, well, it's December 10th. Like mm, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah <laughs> and um and it's this kind of thing, and like I remember watching it, and it would always be like right after Thanksgiving, I'd watch it, and I'm like, man, December 10th. That seems so far away. Goodness, that's like halfway through the holidays, and then it'll be like almost Christmas, or it'll be like this time. I'll go back, and I'm like, man, remember December 10th? Like That was was forever ago. (laughs) And um, that's very much kind of where I am now. I'm like, geez, like Christmas is
1: just kind of cranking by. You know, and uh, just yeah. is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's speeding by for us on our end because it's just so busy. We're going to see my wife's family twice this month, and we're also we've bought a house. And we're selling this house, so we're moving, and it just feels like I'm like it's already the fifteenth, and I'm going to blink, and it's going to be middle of February. I'm like, how did we get here? What happened?
0: Yeah, and I feel like I mean. It's just, it's part of getting older. Like, I mean, time is fluid. It's not a, it, it isn't is a construct. construct. Yeah, it's a construct. And it's, it's construct. very much one of those things where it's like, yeah, whenever I was, whenever I was a kid, I mean, it, it makes complete sense because it's like, whenever you're a kid, like just all that's on your mind around this time of year is just Christmas. Yeah. And so when you're just waiting for Christmas, then it drags. it's going to take forever. Yeah. But now it's like, there's so much other stuff. Christmas is just a part of what's happening right now. And so then it comes and goes and then you're like, well, what happened to it? I wanted more, I wanted more Christmas. I didn't want more yeah. of this work obligation. Now it's tax time. What's this about? Why am I, why am I here? What happened? And you know, it's just, just like me. Part of, yeah. It's part of getting older. Yeah. I'm going to be next year. I'm going to be 31. What happened? I'm gonna be. Who did this to me? How old am I I'm gonna be? Twenty-eight. That's how old I'm Ooh, gonna be. Look at you! Wow. Yeah, it's wow. fun. Yeah, it's, a, it's a fun Boys. place wow. to be. Wow. Um, But yeah, Corey. This week we got. Um, we have a little bit. of, You know, last week we talked the game awards. Next couple of weeks we got other stuff coming up. So you know we, we have got our a,
1: own award can... shows coming
0: up. I the next know. Couple of weeks. We had, um, we had our own, or we were going to have all of that stuff going on, but we wanted a little bit of a, just kind of breather episode. Sure. Yeah, what have we been playing? A little bit of updates, just a little, you know, sneak that in before everything else starts up. Um, um, Which, yeah, speaking of, if you listened last year to end of year festivities, then you may have an idea of what to expect. But yeah, look forward over the next couple of weeks leading up into Christmas, we'll have our... Um, best games that didn't come out in twenty twenty two that we played this year yep. in twenty twenty two um we'll talk about that. um Corey will probably just be talking about inscription, I'm gonna guess um mm, but who knows maybe
1: there, there's a couple other ones in there, but it, it might be very inscription filled
0: yeah That's okay. um and then we'll also have our favorite non gaming things of twenty twenty two You might remember last year I talked a lot about uh Bo Burnham's inside. Yes, so, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so look forward to that in a bad way. Like I that. just had, um, it was oh very no. distinct. I mean, I would, I would still be oh, talking yeah. about it this year. Um, which to be fair, he did come out with his inside, uh, like director's cut, which like True. added, yep. basically doubled his entire thing and put out like a whole new hour long thing on his YouTube channel. So it's very well, I mean, you might, you might see it pop up again. Who knows? <laughs> um, but yeah, look forward to that. And our goatee discussions. But yeah, Corey, this week, um just kinda just kinda chilling. Um, what have uh what have you been playing? What's oh. uh, what what have you been wanting to update people on?
1: But before we get into what we've been playing, I want to get your thoughts <sighs> oh. on this. Okay. So Fire Emblem Gauge comes out January nineteenth. Yeah, I believe. Did you see what was announced today that's coming out January twentieth? No. Persona 3 and 4 are releasing on modern consoles on what? January 20th next year. What? No way. That's exciting. Deadass.
0: Love it. Um yeah, I'm I mean, <clears throat> admittedly, like I mean the main the main one that I'm looking forward to I I would have appreciated the opportunity to play some of Persona 4 like on um, console, which I don't have the opportunity to, but mm-hmm. I did very recently play through Persona Four Golden, so I don't know that it's going to be like a super, yep. super soon thing. Um, but I'm very much looking forward to Persona Three, um, having the chance to just play that in general because it's um hasn't hasn't been something you could really play outside of like playing it on a PSP or something. Yep. Um, so yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that. Are you gonna? Which one are you gonna dive in on first?
1: Know. I I don't know. They they showed a bunch of stuff about Fire Emblem Engage today. Um, there's a couple of like new gameplay trailers that dropped. That yep. make I mean it looks like everything I want essentially. Um, so, but also it's Persona, which is I haven't played three or four, and I've been desperate to play three or four for years now. Um, so I don't know. It it might be a coin flip because I yep. don't think that isn't something I want to tackle. At the same time, like we're going to get into it here in a little bit of a couple of games like we've both been playing that are similar genres, but like far enough apart where I can play both at the same time. These yep. two games feel so much, not even in the same ballpark, but like are up to bat at the exact same time with the exact same like configurations. And I'm just like, yep. I, I don't know which which one to hit first.
0: So. yeah, um, plus, it doesn't help that I mean, there's that first couple of months is pretty stacked, like because very I mean, stacked.: Yeah, because there is, uh, oh yeah, one piece Odyssey, the one yep. piece jrpg that comes out on the 13th in the design um, of Dragon Quest.: Yep. Um, so
1: I'm not Octave it's, two it's comes one of the other in yeah. February, I believe, as well.
0: Yeah. Um, so this has the Persona releases on the nineteenth, and then Fire Emblem oh, Engage on the twentieth. Sorry, I had them backwards. Um, so that'll same, happen for same Spoken. Problem. Yep, for Spoken on the twenty fourth. Dead <sighs> Space remake on the twenty seventh. Um, season A Letter to the Future, which we haven't cool. talked about, but that looks but really looks good. Really good. That comes out on January thirty first. Um, Hogwarts Legacy February tenth. The uh, like a dragon, Isheen. Oh my! Gosh. February, Octopath Traveler two. February. Oh my! Gosh, um, Chris. Resident Evil Village VR edition. Stare up at Lady D. End of February. Um, new Kirby. What? February twenty fourth.
1: Return uh, to Dreamland. Is that what? new Kirby or is that just a like remake? It, it's
0: a remake of a, okay. a Wii game, but still, I mean. Big old Kirby. Yeah. Um, hitting it up. Uh, what else we got? Wolong, fine, Fallen Dynasty, March 3rd. Yeah. Skull and Bones, March. Yeah. Have a Nice Death, finally making yeah. over to Switch in March 22nd. Resident Evil 4 Remake. Crime Boss, Rocket City, March 28th. Hey, there's too much, Chris. It's just, yeah, the, the,
1: specifically, that early January to mid February is filled with like, Five games I want to play. Yeah, that yeah. um, sucks.
0: Which usually isn't the case. I mean, mm. for for the longest time, it was like if it didn't come out in the September to November window, it was gonna, it wasn't going to come out until March or April at yep. the earliest. And then once it did come out, everything was going to be sandwiched there before like June, and then you wouldn't see anything again until fall. Whereas like now, it's okay in May. Tears of the Kingdom, and Suicide Squad. In June, Street Fighter VI, and Diablo IV, and Final Fantasy (laughs) (laughs) XVI.
1: And they've also announced uh, Spider-Man 2 for Fall 23. I did see that too. Look at that. 2023.
0: Exciting. Uh, Also, sometime next year, um, you might be familiar, I Am Jesus Christ comes out on PC. 2023. It is a simulation game. So
1: like goat simulator, but you simulate as Jesus
0: it looks like it is a first person Jesus sim um huh. which I feel like I'd heard the name before, um but yeah, there's some actual at least it's supposed to be coming out in twenty twenty three so interesting, yeah, very interesting um but yeah, so okay um.
1: Where were we? Back to our uh, regular scheduled programming. Games yeah. we've been oh, playing.
0: Um, oh, the, um, just, just while it's on my mind, since we were listing it off and since I said it kind of jokingly, um, just so our listeners can be kind of prepared for this. Um, it, I mean, it isn't a concrete thing, but Corey and I have talked about it in the past. Um, probably don't expect much in the way of like Hogwarts Legacy Coverage from us. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's it, we're both we're both Harry Potter fans and have yes. been. Um, and neither of us have been super excited for the for Hogwarts Legacy. I mean, not based on the game or the content of it, but just kind of like the continued kind of sullying of the brand, if you will. Um. And so it's a difficult thing to be super excited about. And I think we've both kind of landed on, like, personally not really wanting to dig in and support it in a huge way um, and act as kind of, like, marketing folks for, yeah. for the game in a sense. Um, so it's not, I mean, it it's possible that at some point we could play it, whatever. But we very much, like, both of us are on on the stance of like we're not super looking forward to that whole thing and kind of would like to skip it over and just because i mean like you know the people who make it they're not jk rowling like they're they're their own people they have their own they're doing their own things and so like supporting them i don't think it's necessarily like a wrong thing to support them and what they're doing i think it's kind of based on like what you feel like personally but that's kind of where we've landed is just kind of like yeah maybe maybe not feeling it so just just kind of stating that out so that if you are like man I can't wait to hear them talk about Hogwarts legacy don't get like super excited because that might not happen <laughs>
1: so. yeah probably not going to happen shout out to JK Rowling for just being a pile of garbage um, yeah. and stomping all over the beautiful, not, I don't want to say that might not be the best word, but just like her own creation is essentially like just shat all over it. Yeah. Kind of makes it tough to, to support her and pull for her and her ideas. Well, it's not tough to do that. It's easy to not do that.
0: Yeah. It's, and it is a tough, I mean, again, we're like, it's a difficult thing for us to have like a ton of authority in like this, just because we're too white heterosexual men like we're we are not the people who are like directly in the line for something like this um and it's also a thing too where like we're creators we create things and like you know there's a like i i think there's this range of opinion about like you know, appreciating the work of a creator, even if the, or, you know, appreciating the work, even if the creator is kind of trash or, you know, vice, you know, whatever. Um, And so I think it's, I think it can be a very, like, up to everybody to make their own opinions. And depending Mm -hmm. on, like, the situation, like, there may not be a right or wrong answer. Um, And so it, it very much is one of those things. Like, that's kind of the approach that I've seen a lot of people take is, like, yeah, I don't think you're wrong either way you go. I think it's just you have to kind of trust your gut on it, and and that's where we've been. It's just kind of like my gut says, I'm not really feeling it. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, so yeah. But, um, but yeah. Look forward to uh, Fire Emblem Engage coming January twentieth. They have a castle. It looks like looks a like. I mean, castle. I haven't. haven't looked into it very much, but yeah, they did release a trailer and it looks like they're having a similar structure to the school in Mm -hmm. just kind of like it's big hub environment, which I'm kind of hyped about. Like, um, there was some of that stuff that I didn't like super engage with, but I liked the range of being able to have more of an open space rather than it just being like a series of menus, like being able to kind of explore around and, um, and talk to people after, like, big story events and kind of, like, get a better sense of where everybody was based on that. Um, so the fact that they're going that direction, I think, is cool. Um, so, yeah. But, Corey, back to the back to the meat of it. What have you been
1: playing? Well, I think we've both been playing the same two games, so I guess... Oh, so. Uh, so where where would where would you like to start? Should we start with uh, Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope, or should let's, we start? Let's start
0: with Mario Rabbit Sparks okay. of Hope. I think uh, I think that's a good place to all
1: right place uh, to start off. So we've both picked up Mario Rabbit uh, Sparks of Hope, uh, which is we talked about it in the past, and I was kind of against the idea of this being my first like first party mario game um yeah. for a while outside of like a mario kart or um mario party <laughs> or something like that but like hey here's a mario story game uh, but i was sold on the simple idea that it's mario with a gun now i will say i was a little disappointed it wasn't like a clock um it is like a little laser gun but yeah it's um, like a but i mean it's pistol-esque it is pistol-esque yeah. but you know uh, just like in my mind, I was seeing Mario with like a real world gun, and I'm like, oh yeah. yeah. I'm so I, I get, I get why they don't. I'm not saying they should either, but uh, that image is what sold me on it.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you wanna, if you wanna get a little bit more, so like the they've shifted some of the stuff in Sparks of Hope. Like Peach has like an umbrella gun in it's a this. Shotgun. Um, yeah, but in the original game, I mean, it was just a straight up shotgun and same thing with Luigi where it was like in this, he has a bow and arrow, but in the original, I mean, it was just a straight sniper rifle. So, I mean, like some of them did have more, some of them did have more like gun analogous kind of equivalents in the original. It seems like they kind of moved more fantastical in this one than they did.
1: The the only reason why I like that idea is just because of how outlandish and absurd it is. It isn't anything to do with – I prefer one art to the other. It's just like this simple fact of – It's just ridiculous that I love it, Um, but picked it up. It is a Mario Rabbit's crossover where it's uh, you have Mario, Luigi, Peach, uh, along with Rabbit Mario, Rabbit Luigi, and Rabbit Peach, and there's other characters that come in. um, Where you essentially take on um, like tactics based uh, arena battles or like map battles, Um, and it is really good um, yeah. actually surprisingly very good <laughs> and um, surprisingly pretty challenging later on as well yeah. um, so it's essentially uh, starts you out where you have t- you pick two characters you can change out your party uh, anytime time uh, between battles or at the start of battles um, where you take on uh, attack spacing where your uh, character has two actions You have a full, like, freedom of movement around the map. It isn't like a fire emblem, um, since we're talking on that, where it's like, oh, you can move this. Like, these are the squares you can move to. Here's the arena or area of space you can run around in. Go run, take cover, do whatever you want to do, and that. And I would say that they've done a great job onboarding you early on i think the maps early on are very simplistic really teaching you how to play the game and those are my initial thoughts
0: good good deal i'm glad to hear that you're you're enjoying it yeah i um, so i played through kingdom battle i played through most of kingdom battle whenever it first came out um like played up to the final world, and just never finished um and then picked it back up, replayed it here recently um played through the donkey kong d l c um just to get kind of like a like more more uh more kind of recent kind of opinion of things and it is really interesting because like kingdom battle like as surprising as it was to kind of see all of this stuff click like in retrospect, is very much like it feels like an XCOM game with a Mario sheen. Okay. Like, it has a lot of those elements where it's like, you know, especially later on in the game, it can get very much where it's like, okay, I'm dashing this person, and then I'm bouncing off of this person, I'm stomping on them, and I'm going over here, and like, there's still a lot of, like, kinetic movement, Hmm. but at its core, it was, like, it felt like a, um felt like it was something you were a bit more familiar with the jarring thing with sparks of hope is that it feels much more kind of like a reverse of that where it feels much more like a mario game that has been given some like XCOM elements like okay. it doesn't yeah. feel like a reskin so much as it feels like it's kind of its own thing um because there is a lot more of the i mean like you said at the beginning like with kingdom battle There was a, even though it was looser, like it wasn't a perfect isometric kind of thing, there was a grid, like you were moving to specific Mm -hmm. spaces. Um, And there wasn't, there also wasn't a freedom to just kind of like run around and do all these things. Like, again, you could chart your path to to make those same sort of decisions, but it felt like you were moving a gridded character. Whereas in this, it feels like you're just running around as Mario and you're happening to land somewhere and then you're taking these actions. Um, it it feels so my so I'm you know I don't at least looking at it it seems like there are probably like five to six worlds mm. I'm on world four um so I've you know I've gotten some new characters and I've done some things my like gut reaction on it is that like I feel like I am enjoying the overall product a little bit less than I did kingdom battle. Okay. Like I think the presentation of it and so much of that is so much better. I think the feel of it, like the kineticism and stuff feels a lot better, but I am like missing some things because so the, some of the big differences with, um, the original. So like the big difference with sparks of hope is that you were actively like during the game, getting these sparks mm-hmm. and the sparks you can equip to, um, to change, like to give them extra abilities. So you have these ability points, you can use them on, I'm going to shoot and I'm going to do like Mario's oversight move, or I'm going to use this spark and rain down fire missiles or yeah. I'm going to heal everybody or whatever. Um, and so those are interchangeable. It gives you a lot of flexibility. But, and none of that was in Kingdom Battle. You didn't have those. Like, the skills that they had were the skills that they had. But they did have more of their own unique skills. So, like, Mario, in the initial one, he had a hammer. Like, okay. he, um. so you had, like, an up-close move with him. He could fire. He still had his, like, overwatch ability. But he also had a hammer, so you could move in. You could do those things. And also, weapons had built-in like elemental effects. So they would have like a vampirism effect. They would have a knockback effect or something like that. And you could buy new weapons and you could like change some of that. Um that is the part that I'm kind of missing because like, for example, rabid Luigi in it. Like Rabid Luigi in Kingdom Battle was a BAMF. Like he had this. He didn't have the like Disc like chain attack thing. But one of his biggest things was like he did a lot of dashes. He could really build up this like vampirism kind of thing to the point where it was like, I rarely ever used like Rabid Peach or any of these other healing characters because it was like Rabid Luigi could heal everybody so effectively. Like he could do this like vampirism thing and then bounce off of this character. And he would give them some health or he would heal them in some way. And there always kind of felt like this thing where it was like there were more. I think the thing is like I don't feel as like invested in any one of the characters the way that I did in Kingdom Battle, where mm-hmm. it was like, in Kingdom Battle, I felt a real affinity of like, I gotta go with rabid Luigi, I gotta go with this character, whatever. With this, it feels like everybody is kind of interchangeable because you have so many sparks. It feels more like my build and everything is being made around the sparks and everybody else is just kind of like, eh, I I can, I guess I could use Mario here. I could use this character here, but they're all kind of like, they're all kind of playing the same is what it kind of feels like in some cases, which Mm -hmm. isn't true. Um, Just because, like, you know, Luigi's a sniper and Mario's more kind of like an all-around character. And they they do kind of flesh out later to where, like, Mario, you can fire while you're in the air. So whenever he jumps, you can use your shot while you're, like, hovering above somebody and not have to, like, not have to worry about cover. There's some of that stuff. But, yeah, I mean, that's kind of been my... That's been the thing that's kind of bummed me a little bit has just been... I'm noticing some of those things. I'm like, yeah, like I'm really enjoying the game. I think the game is really good. And again, like the presentation of it, the way that things are presented, I think is really cool. And I'm really enjoying the kind of like the further kind of evolution of it. Mm -hmm. That it's becoming its own thing. It's not just like, it's not just a reskin and kind of like a reupdate of kingdom battle. Like it's becoming more of its own thing. But that was one thing that like I did kind of miss was that, I felt like some of the individual characteristics were being stripped back a little bit more in favor of really leaning into the spark aspect, which, again, cool, just, you know, a different thing to do. So
1: Interesting. I I mean, I don't have the comparison that um, you do there. I think for me, I really... For me, I have, like, okay, this is, based on the map, I'm like, okay, this is a smaller map, enemies more clustered together, I'm rolling with Rapid Mario, uh, Peach, and I'm going to keep a, like, Rabid uh, Luigi, that way I can have, like, okay, these guys can stay up close and he can chain, like, attacks together. To, uh, as they begin to like get closer, I can like flank around the sides with them. I have like different yep. combinations in mind. And for me, they do feel very distinct, but again, I don't have that original game where there seems to be a little bit more um, like old school, I guess in terms of like all the different ways you could customize the characters there. I will say it is very simplistic um, this game in terms of like character customization and like uh like leveling them up it's like very straightforward. This does this, there isn't all and it's kind of that for every character has the same essential like skill tree path. Um yep. at least I could tell like there isn't any real difference like in your attack. Um for all of them, like point one is like you're getting extra distance on your shot. There isn't really any differentiation. Between, like a Mario, Peacher, Luigi, or their rapid versions, on like what that first tier is. There's a little difference here and there, but nothing to like really like make it a niche. Like build, like every like mean you're going to essentially have the same build for every character, kind of a thing uh, throughout the game. Yeah, and
0: and they all they all have slight like as you get further along, I think they differentiate more where you see like a character like Edge, who's an original, yeah. you know, rabid character for this, she gets a lot more dash capability, which the okay. rabbits in general, like that's kind of that was that was always kind of the thing that kind of differentiated them was that the Mario human characters usually kind of specialized more in getting more jumps and more mm-hmm. of that kind of stuff whereas the rabbits were getting more actual dashes so you do start to get more into a place where it's like okay the like if i put this rabbit character in there they're going to have the capacity to dash 5 times before mm-hmm. before they have to fire whereas peach can only dash twice yeah um but you know, Luigi can jump on somebody's head three times. Like, do I need that more? Do I want to kind of like move him along and chain him into like cool positions? So it does start to evolve. Um, That's just, it's, that's been the one bummer for me so far is that um, like missing, mainly missing some of the weapon elements, like not really Mm -hmm. having the opportunity to play with um, some of those things and be able to say, okay, like I want Mario to, specifically, like, I want him at every shot to be able to do some, have a chance to deal some, like, push damage, right. or whatever, um, rather than it being, okay, once every three turns, I can activate it so that he can, you know, some of that kind of stuff I do kind of miss, but, again, very cool, very interesting, like, it is, it is very much a thing where it's like, I'm glad that they're moving their own direction, rather than it just being a... Like XCOM, but with Mario.
1: Right. And I, I do think it's like very well designed. It, like I said, a little simple, but altogether, it is very generous. I think with per turn, what you get your full movement, you can dash to take out creatures, and you get two actions to spend. And those actions can be like regular fire using a spark um doing a special ability or using an item. Um that's one of the more generous, what feels like uh tactics, like uh, yeah. uh your round. And with that, I will say it is also punishing that the enemy gets just as many as you do. And I do think the AI is pretty smart in this game. Like it will punish you. Like it's like, oh I've taken cover, I'm good. And they're like, uh, you took cover like poorly. I'm gonna like kick your ass for it. Yeah. Um, which is kind of cool, but also kind of annoying. Where I'm, it, I think it suffers from, not suffers, but it has a conflicting ideology of like, this is a great uh, tactics RPG for people to play. And also, this is a Mario Kids game kind of a thing. So we don't want to make it yeah. too complicated. But um, you'll be absolutely effed. If you take the wrong cover because you will get annihilated within like the AI will see you and be like, all right, we're going to move all of our characters here. They're all going to have line of fire on you because um, you didn't really think about the fact that they could move this far over and they're all about to obliterate you. Have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And and that is, like, a big, I mean, obvious, like, they do have difficulty sliders and stuff in this, so you can, you know, make big adjustments um, and make it simpler whatever. But they do, I mean, legitimately, they do, I think, across the board, like, you are doing and receiving just more damage. Like, I mm-hmm. think in that regard, like, it does move quicker where you're able to dish out significant amounts of damage and you can also, like, make one move and lose a character. Um yep. which is also a tough a tough thing about it too is that with the original everything was very linear where like there weren't even enemies in the world to enter into battle. There wasn't this like separate arena. It was these were built in. You would go along this path and then you would reach essentially the arena for this fight you would fight them and then move Hmm. forward and you would get a little bit of health after like um, after completing like a certain number of them or whatever, like everybody's health would go back to full and everybody would like level up whatever. Whereas with this, it's very much like, you know, you get done with a, which I guess like encourages you to switch out more is that like you get done, like, they're not getting unless you get an upgrade for it. They're not getting healed. No. They're just like, oh, if they died, well, now they just have one health until mm-hmm. you heal them. I guess yep. um, they, it's your decision whether or not to actually like do something about this. Um, but but yeah, I'm I am I am glad that you're enjoying it though. Yep. It's um it's really you know I who I I think that there are. I I do think that you should um, pick up Super Mario Odyssey. Like Super Mario I Odyssey should. is a is a game.
1: I actually should play, should play that. Um, um, I finished uh, the second world in Sparks of Hope. So I've done I've done okay. the first two worlds. And I, I will say I think the jump from world one to world two is a big like difficulty spike at least in my yeah. opinion it's a pretty big one uh not a bad one but uh it kind of holds your hand i think a lot for the first one then it's like okay you know what to do go get it and um i think it has really good map design as well i yeah. think yeah. like very creative very fun different ways to tackle problems and yeah it's it's really good it currently is sitting on my Potential game of the year list. Um, granted, that list is long, but it has made it onto the board. Um, it's really good. I like it. Yeah,
0: I'm liking it. Um, speaking of game of the year list, Corey, um, you and I have been playing another game. Um, one that, like, I will happily say you kind of turned me on to. I had heard. To my credit, I had heard the name kind of like it's Mm -hmm. a um, it's a game called Chained Echoes. So this game just came out like last week. Um, I had seen it kind of like batted around, but it has such kind of a like almost kind of like a generic fantasy video game name about it that it like i think it's easy to kind of be like have i seen this before so you know it was something that i'd kind of forgotten um but you were hyping it up i'd seen a a couple other places but i mean it was kind of like pre like now some of the bigger outlets are starting to get some reviews on it but at the Mm -hmm. time it was like oh no that's like Metacritic, like it's been out a couple of days and Metacritic has like four critic reviews and they're all from outlets that I've never heard of before. Yeah, um, So I credit Corey with the fact that I've even like started playing it. But yeah, we've been playing Chain Echoes. Um, Corey, uh, you turned me on to it. Do you want to kind of set up what this
1: is? Sure. Yeah. It is a old school uh, RPG. Uh, 16-bit, light like, has that, I guess, early 90s feel. Um, I haven't played either of these games, but the reviews that I had read uh, describe, like, it's similar to, like, Final Fantasy VI or Chrono Trigger as, like, the vibe it gives off. Uh-huh. Um, so I can't attest to, to that. What I can say is it is a phenomenal game with... In my opinion, a electric opening, like an incredible tutorial, where you wake up in like your bedroom, your mom's waking you up. She's opening the blinds, like get up, like you know it's time to it's time to go for your day. I'm like okay, and then all of a sudden your mom's like starts like yelling at you, like why are you asleep? get the frick up and then like she slaps you across the face and like a title like a title card rolls in i'm like what on earth is happening and the music kind of rolls in and you're on this yep. big battleship um everyone's like we're going on a suicide mission this guy's taking a nap what the heck and it opens up and it's so, like you are this kid named glenn you are this hot shot like very like well-respected well-known pilot in this like very big mercenary group you're on this mission um they're like get in your sky armor and like go take out those dudes for us um the table set it seems there is a war going on on this uh continent the landis is that the correct name um, landis yeah yeah um where these three kingdoms are fighting for control of the continent and they hired about they hire out a bunch of mercenary groups you're the band of the iron bull. Um, and you are. Um, yep. You've been hired and you're doing this and you go out in your sky armor. Uh, teach you the basic combat, Knocks you out of your sky armor, uh, which I thought was really funny. It's like, this is what you will be in like 25 hours, but we're going to pull it from you. And it, you yep. go through essentially a like a full on like war scene. Like invasion battle uh, where it teaches you the rest of the combat um, with a couple other characters and just such a good opening. I don't want to spoil how that ends, but where it's picked up, um, it's slowly like you play as different characters. So, like you're meeting um, like all the characters of what your party will be down the line and you're getting to play as them, learn their abilities and before it pulls you all into one big team like any typical like old school jrpg and man it is good i find the art style and the direction one just if like captures that old school feel in a very authentic way but is also just pleasing to look at it's very well done um, i think the music is very solid and the combat itself is so good mainly because it wants you to have fun it's like at the beginning of every combat you have full health full mana ultimate attacks everything that you need um use it all in this like use it all in this fight and it wants you to just like have as much fun as you possibly can during combat like figuring out weaknesses like comboing stuff together and doing just crazy ultimate attacks um so that's just Initial bit that's Chained Echoes. Um it feels like it's telling a very classic JRPG story as well, but a couple of fun, maybe not fun is the right word, but like interesting twist to the usual tale.
0: Yeah. So um yeah, it's it's very like so Chained Echoes was like developed <laughs> by a guy like he was a guy who um he his name is matthias i think i can't remember his last name linda Linder, um something like that look at look at look him up you'll be able to find specifically i apologize um but yeah i mean he made he basically like his entire career was built on like making jrpgs and rpg maker and then spending like seven, eight years on this, had a Kickstarter um, back in like 2018, 2019, that then, you know, became what this is. So, I mean, like, he has very much built his entire like identity around this era of mm-hmm. JRPGs. And it's, and it is very apparent because it is like being somebody personally who grew up playing Final Fantasy six playing Chrono Trigger, um, you know, one of the, one of the things that I think he cited as like the biggest influence, um, is a game that I never played, which was Xenogears, Mm -hmm. um, which was the game that like was the precursor, like was effectively kind of like a middle ground. Like I think was developed initially to, as like a sequel to Chrono Trigger, but then became its own thing. And then was a precursor to later Xenoblade and all of this other stuff. Um, But, yeah, I mean, like, having, like, plenty of experience with those games, I can see a lot of the through lines um, where it does have, like, because, like, one of the, I think one of the big things that differentiated Final Fantasy VI and Final Fantasy, or in, like, Chrono Trigger especially, from other games at the time and just what had come before was, like, just potentially, like, how unexpected they were. like. They really, there was a lot of subversion. There was a lot of like, there was a, there was a massive emphasis put on the party as being a whole character, as opposed to like it following any one person. And that's very much the stuff that it leans into here where it's like, you know, yeah, the beginning has like really does kind of like hit you very early on and being like, okay, like I don't, I don't really know what's going on. I don't really, okay, how to like, it, it, like, draws you in without it being this very slow JRPG opening that you're used to, where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm a sleepy town, or oh, I'm an amnesiac, or whatever. Um, it really kind of loops you into whatever these events are going to be. Um, but then it does so by, like, getting you, used, like, getting you familiar with what is effectively going to make up your core, starting party like getting familiar with characters getting to know like this is this is their reason for being a part of this team potentially um and so like you know even though like i think what you would consider to be the main character is a guy named glenn um all of them have like these very they they have like what feel like rich backstories Mm -hmm. that are all emphasis um the one like knock that I've heard is that like the game is supposed to have like a lot of maybe not a lot but a fair number of like optional um recruitable characters that you can have in your party and from what I understand like they're given a little bit less not a little mm-hmm. bit like a fair bit less emphasis partially kind of in the same for some of the same reasons that we've talked about with like Octopath where yeah. since it's an optional thing, like recruiting this person you don't have to do, how much emphasis can you give them? Like how much agency yeah. can you give them on the main story if they may not even be there to begin with? Um So I think there's some of that, but there's also like other, you know, I've met who I think is at least going to become like another main character. Like, um, you know and it's there's a lot of really interesting stuff kind of developing there mm-hmm. and i think it does like even though like yeah i mean i at this point i've played 6 or 7 hours okay. probably um it's and it i mean it feels like a jRPG like it's not it's not doing anything huge and substantial in like big major ways where it's like oh my god i've never seen this before but it's like it feels like one of the best of those that i've played in a long time because it just seems so refined and like oh the art style is great and oh the music's great and these characters are great and the story is engaging and the combat system very interesting like and i think that that's the thing too is like he because he is obviously such a big fan of jrpgs like he knows the the trappings, like, oh, these games can take five, 10 hours to get going. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go right from the jump. I'm going to get you into it. I'm going to get you engaged. Same thing with the combat. Like, random encounters, typically not super fun. Having to, like, manage all of this, like, got to heal this. I can't use these skills because I'm worried about running out. Like, is none of that. Like, combat's really snappy. You auto-heal after combat. So, it's like, go ham. Use yep. all your biggest skills in combat, burn them down because once you get out of it, everybody's healing up anyway. Why well, conserve it? Just go, just mm-hmm. do it. Um, and so it feels very rewarding in the sense where it's like it wants you to really dig in, use these skills, be strategic, um, and have fun with it. And I appreciate that because, you know, as much as I love JRPGs, like that is a barrier sometimes, yep. <laughs> it's like an onboarding getting used to all that because it's like, well, you're going to be here for a hundred hours anyway. Um, we can, we can let it take some time. Um, but yeah, I mean the combination, like we haven't gotten there obviously, but they're, you know, they're added wrinkles later on where, yeah, it's, it's shown a little bit at the beginning, but characters get sky armor later, which mm-hmm. is designed I think in a similar way to how I understand Xenogears. Like it adds another, um, layer to combat potentially where you're like approaching combat differently or having different move sets or whatever, mm. like that's layered on later. Um I think there's like a, I don't know if it's like a town building thing, but at the very least it's like a recruitment mechanic where you are doing, you're kind of like building up a base or a guild or yep. something later on. So there's some of that going on. There've been like some interesting boss fights where it's like, I'm on a minecart and while I'm fighting this guy, I also have to change the direction of which way the minecart's going. So I'm not getting like crushed and dying yep. in the middle of it. Like there's cool stuff like that. Like, um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, so far, um, the game's not supposed to be super long. I think it like clocks in around like thirty, forty hours is what most yeah, places I've are seen. showing. Um so you know, it's not gonna be as long as something like a Xenoblade or Persona, but um, so far, I'm really enjoying it. I think it's like, um, I think it's doing all of, it feels like such a refined version. It doesn't feel like a copy of these things. It feels like, oh, here's all of, here's basically like, this is the way that you remember these old JRPGs, not the way that they actually are. Like, what if I made a game wherein the, like, I Wherein like you're playing what your memory of these games are. And that's this game, effectively. Like it's all of the best parts without all of the like bad cruft that comes with being 30 years old.
1: Yeah. So. And that's what I agree with. It's just it's doing everything so well. Everything's like a nine out of ten, maybe even ten out of ten. And I was talking about earlier, it's biggest, I think, win is that it really just wants you to have fun playing this game. It doesn't want you to feel like there isn't any grinding. like There is in um, JRPGs, you can go grind, but there's really no point in doing tons of combat there. Like you said, there isn't this 10 hour opening uh, section where it's, you know, okay, I have to do 10 hours of nothingness before it really gets going. It's just right out the gate. It's emphasis on fun and your enjoyment and your care for its time as well, Um, because each section, I would say, uh, because I'm like five, four or five hours in. um, Each section is only maybe like an hour before it's like, okay, I I could I could save my game and put it down and I'm not going to pick it back up and be like, what? the heck is going on
0: what the heck is going on Corey? <laughs> um yeah that was Corey's talk it it sounds like it's a mailman or or something but yeah i'll um but yeah i mean that that is the thing with it is that it does i mean for one like grinding isn't really a thing because i think he like there's it there's an interesting level mechanic in it where, like, you don't gain levels and you're not just like arbitrarily, okay, whenever I hit level 20, I'm learning this skill. It's very much like you are um, receiving SP that can be, that's essentially like leveling up some of your moves. And after a big boss fight, you're getting like what, like a little shard that lets you pick the skill that you want to use, like, learn from there. So it gives you some. Like autonomy over okay, I want to focus on this character, like learning these moves or developing these skills first, um, and like from what I've found, rant- like the battles that you're finding in the middle of the world do so little in actually like moving that needle forward that it's like even if you don't um like. Even if you avoided a lot of that, you're really, other than, like, materials and items, you're not really going to find much, like, consequence. Just because, like, doing the quests and doing a lot of, like, the sideboards and guild content is going to help you level up and, like, find more strength opportunities than just grinding wood otherwise. Which is another, like fresh change of pace because it entices you to do new interesting things and explore more rather than just let me fight the same guy over and over and over again until I see the number go up.
1: So, yeah, sorry. Uh, our, his nemesis in the neighborhood, uh, walked by and I think they were taking a fat dump in our front yard. So (laughs) he was, he was ready to go. Um, but no, um, I'm trying to think where, where was that at? Um, I can't really remember. Um, Oh, well, I mean, you're, I'll just jump in where you were. Like, yeah, no yeah. It, in is your, is your goatee. Maybe is what you were saying. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. The um, number one possibly, but it, it feels specifically combat, um and like no grinding and like there's no incentive to grind really it feels like dungeons and dragons like a dnd dm who's like i'm not doing xp for level up we're doing milestone leveling which means just like at this point the story you're gonna level up um yeah that's what this really feels like and i appreciate that too because back okay now i'm kind of getting back where i was it's appreciation for your own time like this is a 30 to 40 hour GRPG, which is a oddity in its field and in its genre of what you yep. were saying. It's like normally 100 hours. Again, it wants you to come in here, enjoy it. It's not going to give you the run around. Um, you're not going to get a ton of razzle dazzle. You're just going to get a great GRPG that's done with a lot of love and a lot of heart. That is, He's like, just go. Enjoy this game. See what I have, what I've made for you to offer. And you're going to get in, you're not going to get out right away, but like you'll get out in a modest amount of time. And with that, I have a strong appreciation and love for it at the moment. And I'm not going to rush to finish it for uh, our game of the year episode, but I wouldn't be shocked if I finished it before our game of the year episode.
0: Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. And, and that's the feeling of it is that like, it just, it wants you to enjoy it. It doesn't want you to stick around for it. Like, there's plenty of extra stuff. Like, there are these, like, um, unique enemies that you can find yep. and fight mm-hmm. and be rewarded with. There are, like, class statues that you can find that give you, like, extra bonuses yep. that you can kind of, like, equip and switch around. Um, there's a lot of neat stuff. Um, that you can go out and find. And I think they're supposed to be like ultimate weapons. Yeah. Similar to like a Final Fantasy 10 or 7 or you know, whatever. Yep. Um, so there's plenty of other stuff to do, but it doesn't feel like it's just let's pad this full of stuff you don't care about, just so you play this game forever. Yeah. Um so I'm very appreciative of that. I <laughs> like that a lot. I'm very happy about that. And um, yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying it. I plan to keep plucking along, doing it, um, and uh having having a lot of fun with it. I'm enjoying it. It's definitely, you know, you said to me, like, oh, this is a game that's meant for you. And it very much is like, um, you know, it's it isn't doing like it doesn't have necessarily the super unique, never before seen like style of a persona right. or like anything like that. But it's like whenever it comes to this kind of stuff, it's like, no, this is like this is the best one that you're going to play yeah. right now. Like this is a really well-refined version of what you, of some of these old retro JRPGs. And like, yeah, if you, if you like those games, then you're going to like this game mm-hmm. It's basically kind of where it is.
1: The game's also sh- like significantly larger than I thought it would be. Um, yeah. Cause when you first get to see the world map, I'm like, Oh, Okay, well, oh, wow, that is a very yeah. big map because you're like, oh, you're going to go to this huge city is where, essentially, is where you're going to next. And I'm like, okay, imagine I'm going, like, a pretty far distance, right? No, you're moving, like, maybe a centimeter on the screen to this, and I'm like, oh, okay, interesting. This will, yeah. this will be interesting. Um, yeah, yeah,
0: it's it's pretty big, but you're also, like some of the individual areas are like relatively small. Um, but they still do feel like they feel open and, um, you know, another, like it's, it's kind of a weird comparison to make, but another game that's been popping into my mind while I've been playing it has been, uh, the Witcher. Um, like there is a, there is a structure to the way that you're playing that feels because like the Witcher, I mean, his whole, even though there's the big core story specifically talking about like the Witcher three, yeah. you know, he's a wanderer. And so there are plenty of times where you like wander upon this town and there's some sort of like murder that happened and you can kind of stick around and get to know more about these things and you can kind of like investigate it. And I've run into a couple of circumstances like that where it's like, I just like doop a doop doop down to this beach. And it's like, there's a guy standing outside this house. And it's like, a beast was inside. Yeah. Have mm-hmm. you seen this guy? And it's like, no, I haven't seen this guy. And you go inside and there are claw marks everywhere. And it's like, where's his, where is he? He had a daughter, but he's also kind of like a trash man. And like, who's seen him? And it's like, it's just kind of like this, you can have that conversation and move on and yep. never think about it again or you can like engage and have like, and some of that stuff is kind of like baked into the main story, but some of it does feel legitimately just kind of like, oh, it's side, it's side flavor. Like Mm -hmm. it's something where there's this little side quest where you can kind of do and investigate and kind of be a part of it, um, which isn't something that you usually see in JRPGs. Like usually everything is kind of like, placed where it is for the purpose of the main story yeah um and it feels like there's a little bit more like just kind of extra flavoring here and there that they're kind of like putting in to allow you to kind of like get a better feel for what's going on in this world
1: so and those are pretty short as well But they're also not, like, so short where I'm like, that was pointless. There's, like, context behind it. There is, like, story behind, like, this little side quest. It's not going to take a ton of your time, but, like, it's going to be a very filled amount of your time. um, Yeah. With lore, story, combat, and, like, resolution. Like, it's pretty tight. Um, Again, it's just doing everything exceptionally well. And I think if anyone who enjoys like GRPGs or like that old 16 bit style, old school games, like pick it up. It's $25. Like it is for you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, it's, uh, who hey, I mean, there, there's plenty of stuff still out there. That's, um, I still have my eyes on a couple of games that I may try to slip in. Marvel's before. midnight
1: suns. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Not Marvel's Midnight Suns, unfortunately, just because it's so big. Um I I do I would like to play that, but also too, like I feel like I'm I feel like I need a little bit of a break from the tactics RPGs yeah. with everything from like Triangle Strategy, Sparks of Hope, Tactics Ogre, Midnight Suns, like to, to fire love, love it all. want yeah, wanna play it all, but um yeah, there's there's so much of it that kind of have to pick and choose. Yep. Um so but yeah there um, it'll be it'll be a really interesting goatee discussion because it's like there's so much stuff that's just kind of slipped in here right at the end that's like yeah. oh, no, I this don't could, this could this could take the top spot Easily. who knows
1: yeah yeah yeah. so I'm excited about it Corey um, do you have anything else? Uh, I don't think so I mean this felt like very much a final check-in for us before we kind of oh, yeah. before we hit our like three weeks of award seasons four weeks really I guess um, so no, not too much. Just wanted to talk about our final two games, like final two new games that we'll play. Uh, I have almost finished Pokemon Scarlet and plan on doing Look at that you very soon. I did get the platinum for God of War Ragnarok. Um, Yay! So I got it like right after we got done recording earlier. Yeah, so
0: yeah, very nice. I'm excited about it. Um, yeah, I don't want to hear a peep out of you about your opinion on a game that came out this year until our goody discussions.
1: Okay. I want, I want, yeah. Do not even talk to me, Corey, until (laughs) until those, I have, I have my list set to the side. Only I've seen it. It's one of those things where I do want to like share it with one of my friends, but I know like he listens to it. Then there's another like listens to our show. There's another one of my friends. And like, they're wanting me to keep it a surprise. And I'm like, but I, I need someone to help me narrow this down. I can't do it myself.
0: Maybe I'll ask my mom. Maybe I'll mom. send it over to my mom and just be like, I want you to sift through this list and tell me
1: how to how to narrow Brabid it down. Sparks of Hope. That sounds like a stupid game. Tell us that one out. I know. You're like, what? No. Neon White. What even? is that? Weird West. So. Cuphead DLC.
0: Oh, who's, DLC. who's, who can count all of this stuff? So much um, stuff. Yeah. It's going to be fun though. Yeah, Corey. Is. Um, this week, as we approach Christmas, where can people find you if they want to find you and see all of your Christmas, are you making Christmas breads this time of
1: year? I I will be making a fruit bread, sourdough bread. I'm going (laughs) to, I have like a recipe I'm going to try where it's meant to be like a Christmas bread, you know, we'll see how it goes though. Every time I've tried to do anything outside of like a basic sourdough, it never grows, Uh never goes right. I don't know what it is, but we'll see how it goes this time around.
0: Can mess with perfection, but Corey. Where can they find you if they want to see your bread monstrosities?
1: Um, Follow if you want to see my bread monstrosity. Follow Hashling Thrasher on Instagram. I'll probably be making it um, mid next week, like next Wednesday, maybe next Thursday. I'm going to give it a go. Sweet Twitter, stay thrashy, Um, and then on our Twitter is Arcade. Uh, cozy, arcade underscore cozy, arcade cozy underscore. I can never remember.
0: Uh, we are arcade underscore cozy on Twitter,
1: there arcade cozy
0: on Instagram. Um, additionally, you can find me at four point pixel on Instagram, at Swissfondjoe on Twitter. Um, still playing Marvel Snap. So if you want to um, find me, Swiss, I don't think you can actually match with the people, but yeah, again, you see me come through. Um, I'm playing I've been playing a discard deck recently, Corey. So you see me come through, know that I'm gonna yeet some cards at your face as I am
1: stomping you down. You're probably like um, way over leveled than me in that game and will absolutely just probably destroy me.
0: Well, I mean, levels don't really matter. Levels are just kind of like dictate what card pool you're in, because all of the cards like I don't know if you're I don't know if you or the listeners are aware, but like the cards, like as you're progressing through your quote unquote collection levels, there are like card pools where like the reward that you're getting is random, but it's within a card pool. So it's like, okay, if you are within collection level one to 300, these are the cards that you can potentially draw by random if you're in 300 to 600 then these are the cards that you're drawing by random like by the end of that you'll have gotten all of them but this is what's in this pool so the only difference in level is that i may have like different cards than you they may not be better just different gotcha okay just saying gory we'll see um no, I would beat you. Anyway. I know you would. So um just just to be aware. Um yeah. ArcadeCozy at gmail dot com. You can also send us things. Um so tell the us your go to year. Yeah. Tweet, yeah. tweet us, email us. Um you can mail us directly. Um Corey will share his personal address have on, on uh, our Twitter. Plus I'm moving anyway. Um, you can so. <laughs> s- yeah. Just um just uh let them f- Find whoever's coming there next. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, um but yeah, Johnny be Good 89 uh, on Instagram did our intro and outro music. Always love him, but yeah, Corey. Um this has been our kid cozy, life sectic. Why should your hobbies be two?
1: Oh yeah. See y'all next week. Yeah, bye bye. Yeah. Ooh.